Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment, podcast number 147. John, we're, we're coming up on 150 in the near future. This is crazy. It is crazy. That's, yeah. that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of podcasts. When we, when we started out and it was podcast one, it didn't seem like very much, but here we are at 147. Yeah. It's crazy. What was easy about podcast one is someone could say, what, what was your favorite podcast? And I said, well, it's, you know, <laughs> it's like asking Adam, who's your favorite woman? I, you know, it, it was easy, but now, man, it's, I, we've had some, we've had some ones. I think I look back on, I go, man, I think that one's going to change the world. I think I, I know the person that's going to help hearing feedback from people. And we do encourage that, by the way. It's, yeah. And we, we have some people that listen to this as, as a staff. And I, I think we're always looking for ways to improve. Yes. And feedback is is encouraging and, and educational, instructive. So please send us your feedback. And uh, I usually get the feedback in the foyer way of a of a uh, like a network meeting. Like, hey, John, you did a great job. And Jim, thanks for thanks for making it funny. Or like, what? I'm I'm the funny guy. What is that? You know, I what my favorite one is. John's always on topic, and Jim, you're always walking down rabbit trails. But thanks for the rabbit trails. Like, was that a compliment? I don't I don't feel. <laughs> encouraged by that <laughs> so i i don't know i don't know what role i feel i just know i'm having fun feeling it so tell us about about this one this is uh this is probably a good one because this we're talking about yesterday everybody's listening right now it's a pastor we're talking about yesterday yeah so the title is called monday morning in pastor land <laughs> it sounds like a mini series yeah. it does yeah uh but i jim you know i remember monday mornings uh yeah. And and I think sometimes it's the sworn enemy of pastors. Uh, yes. I've heard yeah. some I've heard it said that that many pastors quit every Monday morning. Uh unfortunately, sometime during the week they re-up uh again. Yeah. Uh, I think I think some of the dynamics that happen on Monday morning, you know, on Monday morning, Sunday gets replayed, you know, yeah. in, in our head. Uh the good and <laughs> The not so good. Yeah. And I think some of the good is, you know, we, we thank God for, you know, thank you, Lord, for your felt presence. Thanks for people who said yes to following you for how well our yeah. team served. And and those positive thoughts get countered by uh, why didn't why didn't so and so show up? Uh, here it comes. Here comes the you know, thief. Right. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. was was Sunday missing something, uh, you know, that that just. Did I preach well? I mean, I, I've got we've got uh, pastors that we love dearly that we work with who who really beat themselves up about their preaching and teaching, yes. and uh, we feel like if we feel successful if we've worked with them and they get to the place where they don't experience that anymore, or yes. very rarely, uh, you know. And then it and then Monday can Monday, Monday morning can deteriorate into am I failing? Yes. No. Do I want to do this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. Like, you know, <laughs> help me. Jesus, but, take off your flip flop and beat some of your children. That they didn't amen my sermon. That's but, that's the other part. Yeah. But but you know, <laughs> that's for a, a lot of pastors. That's Monday morning. Yes. And yeah. and you know, I and I can confess to you that you know, I, I remember that as a lead pastor. Uh, six years ago, I I, um, I helped our church plant a campus, and uh, and I remember um, 
that almost every Monday morning, these thoughts were running through my head in some way, shape or form. Now, there were a few Mondays where I didn't have that issue, but there were a lot of weeks where that that mental yeah. wrestling match was very intense. And, yeah. um, and, and pastors tell me this a lot, Jim, I know pastors tell you this a lot. And so I wanted to talk about what do we, what can we do about that? Yeah. You know, the Monday morning blahs or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I think there's three things that can help us. And I'd like to, Great. I'd like to dialogue Great. about that together. Yeah. So, so here's the, the first reality about Monday morning and it's one word and that's the word direction. So I want, and okay. I want you to think about that with me for a minute. And specifically what I mean by that is where I direct my attention and thoughts. Right. Um, what's helped me, Jim, is to focus on Sunday's wins first and foremost. First. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That makes Monday morning better for me. Yes. Uh, thinking about and celebrating with the team what went right. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we're going to have to address issues. Um, but I think yeah. focusing on wins first helps us counteract the drift toward yeah. uh, Monday morning negativity. What do you, what do you yeah. think about that? It was, yeah, it, it, I was just going to say it positions your soul properly. That, yeah. that, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, is, is the, right, the right order to begin every day, right? So our Father in heaven, I'm so sorry for what I did yesterday. <laughs> I'm sorry for what didn't work. I'm so mad at those who didn't come. Jesus never instructed us to to direct our our prayers, you know, our time, our, our beginning with that. But I think, I, again, I think every pastor's eyes at one time or another have popped open on Monday morning. So I said, what, yesterday? Almost like the devil wakes you up with it, you know, and goes, oh, you should have never, oh, I can't believe you. Oh, what are people thinking today? And, you know, so yeah, starting with gratitude, like put that aside. I'll critique this in a moment. Yeah. But the first thing I want to do is be grateful for everything I saw God do everything God used and the thousand things I didn't see. I'll never know about. I want to be grateful for the things I don't know about as well. And now my heart has a little capital in it That's to begin right. to face improvements. Yeah. That's good. And and I think, I think direct, so direction has to do with that. It also has to do, I think, with remembering what we can and can't do as pastors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pastors, we can plant, we can water, and we should do that diligently and with excellence. I'm a nice lunch. Yeah. It's God who really brings the results, who, who yeah. brings the growth. You know, we can't control who shows up on Sunday unless we're they're paid. Right. Yeah, um, right. Right. <laughs> but we have a lot of control over the quality of that, ex of the experience that people who do show up have. Yeah. So I can, I have yeah. a lot of control over that. I, I can't force people to grow up as a pastor. But I think we can create favorable conditions for growth to happen. So yeah. I, I, I think I think that's another part of how we direct our thinking. Like what what in that evaluation do I have any influence over? I want to yeah. focus maybe there and the things I have no influence over, I have to trust God with. Um, yes. What yeah. about that layer of it, Jim? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Boy, I say this the right way. I only two people show up to a pity party, right? It's you and the devil. So I, I think sometimes if you didn't think it went well, you don't know what happened, you didn't see what God did. It's okay to reach out to trusted friends and say, Hey, I, I wanna 
I'm going to digest yesterday. Could you name three things you think went really well yesterday? Mm-hmm. Three things you saw God do. Three things that were positive. At, at the end of the seminar, the recruiting to releasing seminar, I had everybody a feedback sheet. And I'm, what I'm looking for is negative feedback. I, I really want you to critique this to make it better. And people won't do that unless you ask them to do three things you really liked and three things that could use improvement. So maybe having that sort of a system where it's not just what you saw, it's other people around you. What did you see God do? Yeah. And they give me three things that you saw God do and developing that maybe amongst elders, maybe developing that amongst family members, trusted friends, you know, an honest spouse, you know, how, that sermon didn't feel like it went over very well. How, how did it go? And they go, yeah, it didn't go over very well. <laughs> you know, or it was, are you kidding me? They were quiet because they were thinking about what you were saying. It was so good. Right. It wasn't a shouting sermon. It was a, it was a repenting sermon. So the lack of emotional right. connection was not disconnection. It was give, give me a minute. Um, I'm confronting myself right now. Just other perspectives, I think, are yeah. so helpful in this. You That's know, really good. But yeah, start starting with the positive because again, you you got to fill something up before you can even take an honest look at what happened. Yeah, and so that word direction, I want. I, so on Monday morning, where are you directing your thinking? Yeah, yeah. and it really matters. It's really important. The second reality on Monday morning is depletion. Now, this one's a little yes. easier to, to explain, yes. right? Pastors expend a ton of energy on Sunday. Huge. Uh, Huge. It's, it's almost comical to me that um, a lead pastor or an associate pastor or anybody on a staff on a Sunday morning wouldn't count that in their calculation of their weekly hours. Hmm. It's mind-boggling yeah. to me. Because yes, yeah. you exp- you probably expend more energy that day. Yes. I mean, you know, if you're a student ministries guy, it might be a little bit. You might expend more energy when you meet with the students. But my point yeah, is, right. you are Sunday morning is not. Uh, you are on. Yes. No matter what level you're at, what role you're playing, uh, you are on, and you are expending a boatload yeah. of energy. So on Monday morning. When those negative thoughts want to attack, we don't always have enough emotional energy to process yeah. those thoughts correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, so when we're tired, I think it's easier for negativity to rule the day. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah. maybe before you do evaluation on Monday, if that's when you do your evaluation, take a long walk in yeah. the morning. Um, yeah. You know, spend some time doing something that maybe fills the tank up somewhat uh, before you, you know, and and Laura and I used to like take walks on Sunday afternoon and and that really helped. And Sunday night we would watch a a clean, funny movie because for me, exercise and laughter seemed to fill, help fill the tank up. Right. Yeah. Um, And, and, and cleared my mind so that I could think, I could think more accurately about what I had just experienced the day before. So what do you think about the second, the second uh, reality in this depletion thing and how do we, how does that factor into Monday morning? Peter, Peter makes the observation that your enemy, the the devil prowls about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour looking, you know what I mean? That the, if I understand that right, a, a predator tries to expend the least number of calories, the least amount of energy, so they look for the sick, the weak, the unaware, the tired. 
And man, if there's anything that describes a pastor on Monday morning, some mm. of those words might be too strong, but they're heading in the right direction. That that you know, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm vulnerable. So this is this is why the devil comes to Jesus after 40 days of fasting in the wilderness, not day one, day two, day three. When he's at his weakest, the, the devil is now attacking, you know, when he's depleted, when he's empty, when hunger has returned yeah. to a place of starvation and there's pain. Now he wants to talk about bread. Now he wants to talk about who he, you know what I mean? Trying yeah. to steal his identity. So the same thing's true. The devil's trying to steal the identity of every, of every obedient soul, you know, when we're at our weakest. It's funny that that thought didn't come to me during the altar call. That thought didn't come to me during worship. That thought didn't come to me as I'm shaking hands at the back door and people are telling me a great message or whatever. That thought came to me when I was when I was alone, when I was tired, and certainly at the back of the, the D, that the depleted. I was depleted. Um, you and I could go fishing, and I go fishing, I like to fish for about 10 hours. I'll, I'll grab a sandwich, take with me in the boat. I'm good for about 10 hours in a boat, and we'll talk the entire 10 hours. And I want to play cards till midnight after that. Um, but can you imagine preaching for 10 hours, 10 hours of church ministry? It's impossible. To me, I, I maybe maybe you could work a muscle into that, but it's it is you know three or four hours at church is far more exhausting. I can't stay up. I have to take a nap after two services on Sunday morning. Right. I'm I'm no good for anything. I'm not even hungry. My body has given up on food. I'm dehydrated. I've lost as many as four pounds on a Sunday back in the day when I mm-hmm. now I just hold on to all of them. Unfortunately, but I used to let go of them <laughs> four pounds on a Sunday, and that was just water. That was just from spitting and sweating and mm-hmm. you know everything else. So I I. I think this the thought of depletion, I'm with you. You have to fill that cup. And I, can I recommend, like you're saying, you talked about spending time with your most trusted relationship, your wife. Yeah. You talked about a clean movie. Uh, when we're starving, Twinkies look like food and they're not. You know what I mean? So so preparing for that walk with a, with the safest, most trusted yeah. voice in your life, um, that, that pre-chosen movie that is entertaining and distracting and... You know, I, I think that's a brilliant, a brilliant piece to to prepare for the fact that you are going to be depleted after this marathon. That's right. And you don't want a Twinkie. You you need protein. You need carbs. You need Gatorade, not just coffee. Right. It, 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 to prepare for a, a race, a long distance race, uh, is, is as as much work on race day as the race itself. So I I am. I, I should have just said amen and nodded my head, but I, I can't. I had to run down rabbit trails, evidently. It's an important part of my rule here. These are good <laughs> rabbit trails. That's good. Um, so, and you kind of really set up this third this third reality on Monday yes. morning, and yeah. that is the devil, right? You 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 yeah. mentioned it. You alluded to it. You know, let's face it: the devil wants pastors to quit. Yes. Yeah. Before they should. Before they're done. Right. Yes. You you often yeah. say there's a difference between quitting and finishing yes. right and, yeah. and 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 he is public enemy number one he's a master at highlighting the negative always yeah he never points out the positive his mission is to destroy a pastor's confidence faith vision sense of calling yeah. he lies repeatedly to pastors who are tired Telling them they're not yeah. capable enough, they're not gifted enough, they're not energetic enough, they're not funny enough, they're not deep enough, they're not Greek enough, they're not yeah. Hebrew enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just yeah, piles yeah. on. And let me say this: pastors need to fight back. Yeah. You know, you talked about when Jesus was tempted by Satan, 
How did he respond? He responded by reminding the devil what was written in the scriptures. He fought back with the truth. Uh, he, He wouldn't allow Satan to take his mind. Listen to this. He didn't allow Satan to take his mind where it shouldn't go. Yeah, right, right. And sometimes you can do that by yourself as a, as a leader. You can. Other times yeah. you can be so overwhelmed, you need to call in for reinforcements. Yeah. You know, reach out to your friends, reach out to intercessors, yes. ask them to pray for you. Um, and, and so I, what do you think about this third piece? Now, I know you've talked about it a little bit, Jim, but yeah. get any yeah, thoughts, I, just more thoughts on this one? I think that's it. If, if I am discouraged, who am I listening to? When when the, the God of all comfort, all encouragement, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, comforts us in all of our afflictions, if I'm still afflicted and not comforted, I've been listening to the wrong voice. Um, I, I, I think... Boy, again, that proactive step of having people around you that don't flatter you, because I don't need someone to tell me it's a great message when it wasn't. I need someone to tell me that I'm, I guess I'm me. You know, that helps. I, I forget who I am. Yeah. Um, one of the best analogies I have, and I, I say this to my staff often, maybe it'll help somebody, is public ministry speaking is like baseball. Mm-hmm. If your last time up to bat was a home run, that has no bearing on this time up to bat. It's nice. It's encouraging. People cheered your name. It was awesome. But if you think you're going to get a home run every time you walk up to the plate, you have an unrealistic expectation. It's you versus nine men that want you to fail or softball, 10 women that want you to fail. You know, and and when you are preaching the gospel, salt, light, there's darkness, there's, there's confusion. There's people whose first name was pastor that hurt me. And now your name is pastor and you're trying to talk to me too. I mean, you are against the odds. So if you struck out last time you're up, that has no bearing on this time getting up right. again. You, it's you against those nine people. Uh, if you got a home run, it has no bearing on this time. So as long as you don't turn every battle into as if it were the war, you're going to be okay. That's so we're going to win some battles. We're going to get some singles. We're going to get some doubles. We're going to follow off a hundred times and strike out and feel terrible about it. We're going to home runs and feel great about it. But if you need a home run to play baseball, you're not going to play baseball. Yeah. And if every sermon needs to be you know, the book of Acts, everybody responds. And I, there's mm-hmm. teaching that just requires people to nod their heads. There's preaching that requires a, a cross to be picked up or a, a life to be laid down. They, those, you just have to remember that some sermons at best will be singles and they're important. You win yeah. games with singles. Right. Um, some are going to be home runs. That's great. You can win, you win games with home runs, but it's you against all the things that are against you every time you get up. Mm-hmm. And if you succeed, wonderful, but you're going to be up again soon. So shake it off. If you right. failed, I'm sorry, but shake it off because you're going to be up again soon. And I, and I think that keeps once, once Monday hits, celebrate it, mourn it, but get over it because you got a whole week ahead of you and you got to pick up the bat again soon. And you cannot walk into next Sunday's message full of last Sunday's arrogance or last Sunday's defeat. You cannot, mm-hmm. you have to start over again fresh. It is, it is their first time hearing you ever speak somebody. And it might be their last time ever hearing the gospel. They don't need all your laundry to come with you. They need you to get a word from God, step into that pulpit, deliver it, home run, strike out, doesn't matter. Get up the next day, do it again. I mean, it matters. You know what I mean? Like your emotions, your reaction to their reaction, their response is their responsibility. You be obedient and uh, and wake up every Monday morning and recount the good things that God did and get ready for the week because you'd be up to bat again very soon. That's right. <laughs> And and so if you're listening today or watching and and 
you know, I don't know what day you will, will listen to this. A lot of a lot of folks listen to this the day that we publish it on uh, on Tuesdays. The yeah. podcast drops every Tuesday, but you might be listening on a Thursday um, or watching on a Thursday, and maybe maybe you've not just had a bad Monday. Maybe it's been a bad week. And you just can't seem to get yourself up off the floor uh, because of the weekend, previous weekend's experience. Um, Can I encourage you to remember that you're loved by God? And that's really what matters. I mean, what you do for God matters, but who, you know, it's not what you do. It's who you belong to. Yeah. That's, that's what gives you value. That's what makes you important. You're, you're loved by God. You're called by God. You're sent by God. Don't let the devil have free run in your head yeah. on Monday. Mondays in pastor land don't have to drown us. All right. So just to recap real quick. Let's focus what, on what's good first. Yeah. Start there. Uh, take time to replenish because you've expended a ton of energy. You know, whatever does it for you. Uh, make that part of your rhythm. And third, don't let the devil's attempts to drown you in doubt and despair succeed. And if you can't, you can't fight him off by yourself. I mean, call in the troops. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, you know, if you need a safe person to talk to, even uh, we're here for you. That's I, yeah. I think maybe Jim, uh, we do, a, we do several things at Converge Coaching, but I think that's one thing we do really, really well. Uh, we're here for you. Uh, it, it, you can have a half hour with us for, for no cost. And uh, we, that might be all you need is 30 minutes with uh, a third party who yeah. can listen and reflect back what he's hearing or she's hearing from you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it might take more than that, you know, but um, man, we're here, we're here for you. We want help. And, uh, so yeah, man, don't let don't let Monday morning uh yeah. drag you into the drag you into the pit. Right on, right on. John, this is brilliant. I I, I don't know why 147 pods later, this we're just this is every pastor's battle, right? So thank you for bringing this to our attention. And no matter how long you've been doing it, been in the same congregation for 27 years. Um I, it, it still happens. I mean, it's, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen like every once in a while, it still happens. I have to fight this fight. So I, I do I do greatly appreciate your encouragement to me as a pastor. I know it's appreciated elsewhere. And uh, it, I, I would say this, cast aside every thought that Jesus wouldn't say amen to. Mm, if, if Jesus wouldn't have said amen to that thought, then that thought is not a thought you should be thinking. You should be thinking about what sort of things are true, right? Excellent, yeah. praiseworthy, you know, pure, noble Uh, those are the things you should be thinking about. And that's the stuff that's going to get you back up to the plate, ready to swing for a home run again. And uh, God bless you, our our dear listeners, especially you pastors. I know you all got into it for the money and the fame, uh, but uh, no, you didn't. You got into it to be faithful and good. So do the best you can. Do it until Jesus says stop, and you will be, by definition, both good and faithful servants of the Lord. You're in it for the long haul. And uh, we, we pray for you and ask that you would pray for us and we love you so god bless you keep going it's tuesday when this is going to be released you didn't quit so you're already already champions in our eyes keep going god bless you as you continue to lead from alignment